Of Go with Nugget. I'm Ranyana and I'm Verity. We are your hosts and travel companions. Hello. <laughs> Go with Nugget is a brand new travel podcast for kids. We are all about exploring the world together and discovering the beautiful places people call home. In each episode, we travel to a new destination and meet up with local kids just like you. You'll get to hear from them firsthand what it's like growing up where they live, what their schools look like, what games they play, if they love ice cream, and what fun things they do on the weekend. Like rolling down the tallest sand dune in the world. How cool would that be? Well, guess what? In today's episode, we're going to meet up with Clive, who does just that. I climb up the dunes until the top, and then I run all the way down the timber. Then I start rolling down. Whoa, that sounds like so much fun. Where in the world can you do this? So, there are a lot of dunes out there. But Clive lives close to one of the largest sand dunes in the world. And those can be found in Namibia. Ranyana, can you tell me where Namibia is? Sure. Why don't we all look at a map together? Grab your atlas or ask your grown-up to pull up Google Maps or any other map service you like to use. Now, look for the African continent. Found it? Okay. If you look at Africa, it sort of looks like a triangle standing on one of its corners. The country at the very bottom is called South Africa. And just above it, on the left side, next to the Atlantic Ocean, sits Namibia. Namibia is one of the least densely populated countries in the world. And it's home to not just one, but two deserts, the Kalahari and the Namib Desert. For today's episode, we're heading to a small coastal town called Swakopmund at the edge of the Namib Desert. And we're going to meet Clive, the fourth grader who loves to play soccer and field hockey, and who's taking us on an incredible tour of his hometown. So let's go and say hi to Clive. My name is Clive, I'm nine years old, and I live in Swakopmund, Namibia, with my parents and my younger brother Ishmael. I love living in Swakopmund. It's not as hot, it's quiet, it's not so crowded as other towns. When I walk out of the door, I smell a fresh breeze of the sea. I live next to the sea and next to the Namib Desert. It's just peaceful in Swakopmund, so that's why I enjoy living here. Wow, Clive truly lives in a very unique place. His hometown, Swakopmund, is on the ocean and it's surrounded by the Namib Desert. Many think the Namib is the oldest desert in the world. Here's how Clive describes it. It's a very tall and big desert. Dunes, 
the heap of sand too. The sand in the desert is golden brown. Can you picture what that looks like? Imagine a sea of sand with dunes forming giant sandy waves that stretch all the way to the horizon. All you see is sand, an ocean of sand. All this sand, it's making me really thirsty and so hot. Is there anything that can live there? Well, Veronique, there's a lot of life in the desert. They are snakes in the desert. They are eagles and birds and springboks. You can find lots of animals there. So you might wonder, how can all these animals survive in the desert? One of the reasons is the Atlantic Ocean. The Namib Desert is a coastal desert. It hugs the Atlantic Ocean for more than 2,000 kilometers. Wow, that's 1,200 miles. That's so long. When the cool air over the ocean meets the hot desert air, it creates fog. That fog can travel pretty far into the desert, and it's a vital source of moisture for desert life. The Atlantic Ocean itself is teeming with fish and coastal seabirds. And Clive loves exploring the beach and the ocean. I like playing soccer at the beach, and I like playing with my friends at the beach. We swim, we build sand castles, and then we dig holes and put our feet inside, then we bury them, and then we dig them out again. Being a coastal town, Spokapmund also has a lovely aquarium that showcases the unique aquatic life found in Namibia. It's one of Clive's favorite places to take visitors. The aquarium is actually made by the Ministry of Fisheries and Marine Resources. That's where my mom works. In the aquarium, we find stingrays, sharks, crabs. Another fun way to see the coastal wildlife is from a boat. We go for a boat cruise um, at the harbor in Wabish Bay. When you go for the boat cruise, you'll see pelicans, birds, and like dolphins. Let's pause here for a quick message for all the parents out there. Would you like to visit the Namib Desert? Would your kids love to run down the dunes or see the dolphins in Valvers Bay? We have super exciting news for you. In addition to Go With Nugget for Kids, we also have a travel podcast for parents that helps simplify your vacation planning. The show is called Go With Nugget for Parents. Each episode, we explore a new exciting destination and talk to a local parent about their nuggets of advice. For Namibia, we chatted with Chris Liebenberg, a father of two boys who grew up in Namibia and who runs a travel company focused on African safaris. Chris shares a ton of practical tips on how to navigate the country. He also shares his favorite places and experiences for families, from tracking desert-adapted elephants to visiting the Cheetah Conservation Fund, and of course, exploring the Namib Desert. So check out our episode notes for a link to go with Nugget for Parents and have a listen. You'll also learn more about Swakopmund, its marine wildlife and super delicious seafood. And speaking of seafood, because Clive's family lives right by the ocean, they have access to super fresh seafood. We do eat fish. 
We eat hake and we eat angelfish. Both of these fish, hake and angelfish, also called Brahma Brahma, are indigenous to Namibia. Indigenous means they can be found in the ocean in Namibia. Ranyana, are there any other types of foods in Namibia? That's a great question, Veronique. Let's hear what Clive has to say about traditional food in Namibia. My favorite traditional food is um, sorghum porridge with sour milk. It's like cow milk that stays out for long. Then it becomes into sour milk. And I also like dried beans. Dried beans with corn. You mix it up and boil it in water. In our language, in Shiai, we call it ngoli. My other favorite traditional food is wild spinach that we call mundambi. Mundambi. What a great word for spinach. I didn't know spinach grows in the desert. Well, it doesn't exactly. But Clive's family has a little vegetable garden in the back of their house. We're just starting a garden. Um, in the garden, we have an avocado tree that's still growing. We have sweet potato. We have tomatoes. We have pumpkin. We have spinach, beetroot. And we have grass and palm trees. The grass is in front of the house. I water the whole grass. So then when I'm done with that, I go to the back. Then I start watering grass also at the back. And also the other plants and fruit and vegetables as well. I'll do it every day. Only one day will not do it. So they can rest for water. That sounds like a beautiful garden. Do they also barbecue there? Yeah, definitely. Namibians love to barbecue. They call it a braai, and they cook beef, chicken, but also game like springbok. Actually, today we're doing a braai. Almost every Sunday we do a braai. A braai is technically, you cook on fire. It's like you take meat, then there's like a grill there on top of fire, and then you just put it on top of the grill. Then it cooks meat. I don't eat pork. We normally just cook beef and chicken. You also find amazing dried meat in Namibia. Clive's favorite is... Dorawash. It's like a sausage that's biltong. And it's very nice. It's my favorite snack. What's biltong? Biltong is similar to jerky. It's a meat that's cured with salt, pepper, coriander, and vinegar. While jerky tends to be a thin cut of meat, the meat for biltong is generally thicker. You can even use sausages to make biltong, like Clive's favorite, borwurst. Beef tends to be the most popular meat, but other meats can be used as well. There's springbok, there's salami, there's beef. You can even use ostrich to make biltong. Really? I had no idea you could eat ostrich. You know, I might stick with sweets. Do they have any dessert or ice cream in Swakopmund? Oh yes. Clive's mom makes a delicious sounding ice cream. My favorite dessert is homemade ice cream with frozen bananas, soy milk, with cocoa powder blended all together. It's very nice. Wow, that sounds so delicious. I'd really like some of that ice cream right now. (laughs) That ice cream does sound pretty good. And it's super refreshing after a hot day in the desert. One of the best parts of where Clive lives is climbing and rolling down the largest sand dune in Namibia. That dune is called Dune 7. 
Dune 7 is the most popular dunes in Sokopmund. I normally go here with my family. Dune 7 is very tall. 1,256 feet, or 383 meters, to be exact. That's as tall as the Empire State Building here in New York. Climbing such a tall dune takes a lot of work, and it's not easy. Sometimes it's very hot, your feet burn. You can't go all the way up. So you're best off to go early in the day before it gets too hot. And when you make it to the top, you get to enjoy the best part. I climb up the dunes until the top, and then I run all the way down, then I tumble, then I start rolling down. That sounds like so much fun. If I live close to Dune 7, I'd run and tumble every day. Yes, that sounds pretty amazing. If you want to learn more about Dune 7 and see pictures of Clive and the dunes, head to our episode page at nugget.travel forward slash podcast. You'll also find some fun pictures from Clive's day-to-day life. Because when he's not climbing dunes or exploring the aquarium, he actually goes to fourth grade where he learns German and plays field hockey. Here's what a regular day looks like for him. I wake up at 30 past 6, and then I pray before I go brush my teeth, and then I dress for school, I get ready, and then we go to school. We come back, then we eat lunch, wash the dishes, go for hockey. 6 o'clock I do my homework. My mom will tell me and my brother a story from the Bible. Then she'll say goodnight. Then you go to sleep. Oh, that's so nice he gets to go home for lunch. What time does he start school? Our school starts at quarter past seven and ends at one o'clock. Can you imagine having to be at school at 7.15 in the morning? That's so early. Thankfully, his school isn't far. From home to school, it's like seven minutes. I get to school by car, my mom drops me off and picks me up. And because Clive wears a school uniform, getting dressed in the morning is pretty quick. Our school uniform, we wear grey, white and red. We have shorts and we have golf t-shirts, we have pants, we have sportwear that's red and black. The formal wear, the grey, white and red, we have to wear almost every day. For the sportswear, we wear it on a Wednesday. That's when we have sport. Clive's favorite sport right now is field hockey, which he gets to play after school. This year is my first year playing it. First, I used to borrow people's hockey sticks because I did not have a hockey stick yet. But then two weeks later, I got a hockey stick. Now I play indoor and outdoor hockey. We play it at a field. It's a rugby stadium and then the indoor hockey We played at the Dome. At school, Clive enjoys science class. He also learns German. His school offers kids a choice to take all their classes in either German or in English. I'm in grade 4E. There is 4E and 4D. 4E is English and 4D is Deutsch, German. In addition to learning German in school and speaking English, Clive speaks three more languages. A total of five languages all together. I speak English, Afrikaans, I'm learning German, and I speak Silozi and Shiei. We normally speak English at home. Um, I, sometimes I speak with my mom 
Wow, it's incredible that Clive can speak so many languages. Yes, I'm super impressed too. Why don't we ask him to teach us a few words in Salosi? Let's play Say What I Say. Do you want to play with us? Yay, let's play! Yeah, 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 yeah. If I say hello, you say hello. If I say guten Tag, you say guten Tag. If I say bonjour, you say bonjour. Let's play. You guys ready? Okay, Clive. How do you greet somebody in Salozi? You have to say Kutrangi. That means how are you? Like hello. And then I have to say Hande. That means I'm fine. Okay. That doesn't sound so hard. Let's try it all together. Kutrangi. Kutwani. 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 Veronique. And then I say. You say Hande. Okay, let's do it one more time together. Kuchwani, Renyana. Hande. Good. This is fun. Now we know how to greet somebody in Salosi. And as good travelers, we always want to know how to say thank you. That's so true. Clive, how do you say thank you? Itumezi is in Salosi. It's like you bow and you give the person, like for example, you bought for them a cake for their birthday. So then you go to them, you kneel down, give the cake to them, and then you like clap your right hand to your left hand on your wrist. Then you say, Nitumezi. Okay, got it. So when I received the cake, I would say, Litumezi. Let's try it together. Litumezi. 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 Yes, Litumezi. Litumezi, Clive. This is great. Hmm. Now the last word we'd love to learn is goodbye. Could you teach us how to say goodbye? Dinsilozi is miosuswa. 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 Then I say miosuswa hande. Awesome. Thank you so much, Clive. If you want to practice these words and more, visit the language section on our episode page at nugget.travel forward slash podcast. There's also a video of Clive showing us the traditional handshake that he uses to greet somebody. A special handshake? I want to see that. Yes. When you meet a friend in Namibia, he uses a special handshake. I give him a handshake and then I clap my hands. There's also a special way how you'd greet the elders, like your grandparents. Some elders, they'll greet you like, you'll sit down and then they'll come to you, shake your hand, then they'll kiss your hand. That sounds like a wonderful way to greet people. I've learned so much from Clive about his culture and what it's like to be a kid in Swakopmund, Namibia. Me too. I loved learning about his school and the traditional foods he likes to eat, especially the poor worst. My favorite part was hearing about the desert and rolling down Dune 7 which I'd like to do right about now. Yes, Dune 7 sounds pretty cool. And having the desert and the ocean as a playground is amazing. And for all our listeners, please let us know what has been your favorite part of the show. We'd love to hear from you. We hope you enjoyed meeting Clive as much as we did and learning about his life at the edge of one of the oldest deserts in the world. 
A huge thank you to him and his parents for helping us produce this episode and for sharing with us so much about their culture and country. If you loved this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss another Go With Nugget adventure. And if you want to share where you live or want to know more about a place you're super curious about, we want to hear from you. Just ask your grown-up to record you and email us the recording at podcast at nugget.travel. Maybe you will be on our next show. Until next time, thanks for listening. Mio suswa. Mio suswa. This episode was written and produced by Ranyana Armstrong and Veronique Langlois-Kinsey. Edited by Rob Griffiths from Storytime. And our theme song was written and composed by Andrew and Polly from Earsnacks. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for our next Go With Nugget adventure.